This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. At the end of 2014, Travis Turner came in with his new book, The Family Quarterback, Every Man's Playbook for Effective Leadership. We just had such a great time, even though, you know, he was the former Nebraska quarterback. And, well, I grew up in Oklahoma. Those things normally don't mix. But uh, somehow God helped us work it out. And in the way that only God can do, our lives actually intersected when he first came to Arizona, and it was one of the very first events that I did as a personality in Arizona as well. But uh, long story short, over the next year, we're going to walk through his book, The Family Quarterback, and just spend some time together. Travis, I have been, since the beginning of 2015, promoting the fact that we need as men to understand our role in the household, in society, in our culture, because we've kind of forgotten, or if we ever knew at all. Absolutely. No, I think that is a major uh, struggle that we all have. And that's part of the premise for the book was helping guys to discover that they are the quarterback of their families. And we all understand the the team, the football team kind of rises and falls with how well their quarterback does. And it's true in the family as well. I think the families succeed and they flourish and they prosper when the quarterback is doing what he can to, to help the team be better. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the signs of a great quarterback is makes everybody else better, makes the receivers better, makes the linemen better, Absolutely. makes the running back better. That's really, Russell Wilson talked about that specifically, that it's really his job to make everybody a little bit better. That's the whole idea. And, and, and so today I think it'd be great to talk about that is, is our first premise is discovering and really knowing your position. Mm. Who are you in the pecking order here, even within the family? I think sometimes, especially as the kids get older, um, and even when the kids are younger, I think us guys feel like we start taking a back seat of the bus, yeah. especially when it comes to mama. We well, start and, realizing and the we're other in the thing back too, of the bus. Uh, yeah. You know, anybody that's under, say, 25 grew up watching TV where what was the the dad's role in the family well it certainly wasn't father knows best right it, it was generally he was the he was the the fool yes. uh, the foil the right. the person that was just didn't know anything about anything exactly so it really uh, and so that's a great thing to even think about as to what is our picture of what a father looks like what is our premise? You know, what is our goal? What do we even look at when it comes to knowing what a father uh, in a positive fashion is supposed to look like? And, and so that becomes something we all have to step back and evaluate who we are uh, on the field here with our family. And mm-hmm. understanding who God created us to be is really a, a huge deal. I'll never forget um, my f- first um, meeting at the University of Nebraska. It's 1981. I'm a walk-on. And so we have this group 
They said, we're going to have our meetings for our positions. And I'll never forget it. There's like six of us quarterbacks that wanted to be, you know, wanted to play this position. And we all met, we're all freshmen. And they basically started laying, you know, the responsibilities and the roles out for us and helping us to see the enormity of what we were taking on. And it was kind of like, and if, if you don't, can't take all this on, just you can go be a tight end or a defensive back or something. But if you don't think you can handle this, you shouldn't sit in here. And I think it's true for us uh, husbands and fathers to realize we're taking on a position that has enormous responsibility before God. Mm -hmm. And to truly understand that is something we need to recognize what our position is. Travis, I want to say that uh, my wife and I will be celebrating 26 years this November. Uh, But there have been times in our marriage where the vow that we both took before God, we, we took that vow seriously as a a vow before God. That's quite literally the only thing that held us together at times. Yeah. Because we didn't like the other person. Right. She didn't like me. Right. I didn't like her. Right. But we didn't commit to each other as much as we committed to God. And wow, that was a a thin thread, but that really is what held us together. And unfortunately, I think we both would agree that that premise in our culture has gotten lost somewhere. Oh, it's, you know, it's uh, what's easy. You know, if I don't feel good, eh, I'm not really obligated. But I want to believe, and I do believe deep in my heart, that there's a movement of God's people that is happening, that they want to take this relationship seriously. I think um, within the Christian culture, we see what's happening. The marriage is getting redefined by the culture at large, and we recognize part of the fault lies with us as the people of God. We have not upheld in many ways... Uh, a godly standard. Uh, the divorce rate amongst Christians, we would all agree, is is way too high. And so I, I, I think there's a swelling amongst Christian people that are saying, we need to take this more seriously. I believe there are men that are, are wanting to walk in the understanding of what this represents and what they need to, to do to step in uh, to their real role as, as a man of God and lead their family uh, to, to more health. Mm-hmm. And Understanding who you are, uh, not only in the family, but who you are before God. Understanding that you're fully loved, completely, without hesitation, even if you've made mistakes. Isn't that the truth? I think that's one of the things the enemy wants to uh, to do to us men, especially, is use our weaknesses and our sin against us. I I think of the original sin in Adam and Eve, and, and what was the original emotion out of sin was was shame. And they went and hid from God. And I think the enemy does want to do that with us. And, and I think of Second Peter 2.9 that says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Mm. And I think as a premise for us husbands and fathers to recognize we are a royal priesthood. We do have faults and failures, and that's why we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, do you think most men, husbands, um, view themselves correctly? And, and what I mean by that, we've talked kind of around the topic, but uh, at some point it becomes uh, kind of a mono a mono, God and you. Yeah, and... I don't know about you, but I had to discover that God just wanted to do a work in me. There mm-hmm. was a time I, you know, I felt like I was a God first round draft pick. The NFL didn't want me, but God did. And and I thought God wanted to do a work with me. And unfortunately, that partially led to the demise of 
my relationship with Carol, and that's part of our story of redemption, is how I had to step away from ministry and realize God didn't want to just do a work with me. He wanted to do a work in me Mm. more than anything else that the peace of God was for me, the patience of God was for me and would flow from me as I learned to surrender to him. I kind of want to go a little different direction here from uh, what we've been talking about, knowing your position. Uh, One thing we haven't discussed is how the quarterback, knowing his position, allows others to know their position. And, And quite literally, if the kids don't know who you are, wife doesn't know who you are, boy, you're really working uphill. Oh, absolutely. And I think that was part of my struggle, too, trying to figure out, you know, as a husband, where did I fit? You know, what is my role? And I think um, going back to, as we were talking about this earlier, we all kind of watched our fathers and we either decided we wanted to be like dad or not like dad at all. I mean, so a lot of times we're balancing that out and trying to discover uh, who are we are going to be in in these relationships. And and unfortunately, what we're seeing today in our culture is um, fathers that are no longer that much of a part of the family. And Mm -hmm. so kids are trying to figure out what a man is and... I'll tell you, as a, as a kid growing up, my first depiction of what a man was, and this is very embarrassing, but was John Wayne. Mm. And unfortunately, what I was watching was John Wayne, you know, slap Maureen O'Hara around in The Quiet Man. Oh, boy. And so I, and that's my, my, my earliest recollections. Wow, this is what a man, John Wayne's a man, right? Yeah. And so unfortunately, I've had to, you know, back obviously clear away from that kind of perspective to realize, no, a real man is patient and a real man is kind and a real man is gentle. And those aren't weak attributes. Those are actually strong attributes. I had a scenario this last weekend where I got really angry. And for the maybe the first time in our relationship of nearly 26 years, I walked over to Mary and I said, I just gave her a hug. I said, you know, I, I, I... I don't understand this, but you know what? I love you. And Excellent. That was the calmest anger, uh, you know, the, the just the air going out of the just instantly. And it wasn't something she did. Right. Uh, you know, I wasn't waiting for her. No, I just stood up. It's like it surprised me more than anybody, you know. <laughs> it's just like the anger just went poof. Yeah, because you disciplined yourself and you did what was right. And what was contrary to what was going on inside of you, you chose a different path. And the funny thing about that scenario you brought, just brought up, it's way too simple. <laughs> right? Because sometimes we're thinking, how do I get... And you don't realize... I well, need listen. to make my point. Or I'm right. I can prove it. <laughs> and, and the rage building up yeah. can subside yeah. if I just lower my defenses and I enter into the space, to the heart, to the connection with my wife. Yeah. And watch what the Holy Spirit does. Right. But that's way too simple for us guys. We want, you know, and that's part of the struggle, I think, even with learning to be a leader, is often it is much more simple than what we realize. I know you had some things you wanted to get across today, and I don't want to dominate the whole conversation. What's some other words of encouragement? Well, I think everything comes down to how I think about myself and my relationship to God and my responsibilities to my family, and can I connect those two? Because I think for the most part, discovering that Jesus really wants to walk close with me and have conversations with me and be a part of my life was something I never wanted to take 
I never want to take that for granted because mm-hmm. we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to be led by what uh, his word says to us. And if we're willing to learn to surrender to him, I think things work out a lot better for us. Yeah. Amen. The family quarterback, every man's playbook for effective leadership, football principles that work in the game of life. Former Nebraska quarterback, Travis Turner, my guest. We're going to do these as a series. You'll be able to listen to them on podcasts, but you can go online now, uh, get a copy of the book and get more information. Travis, uh, where do people go? Go to www.familyqb.org. That's familyqb.org. Travis, thanks so much for your time and uh, looking forward to this series over 2015. Excellent. Thank you. questions or comments, please email tom at faithtalk1360.com. That's tom at faithtalk1360.com.